Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Week in Crime and Policing with Mayo and Meso. Uh, if you uh, if you're watching us, um, you'll notice that Angel is not here just yet, and uh, I don't think he's going to be here this evening. He banged in. Um, that's police terms for uh, he called out. Something came up, and uh, he notified me. Uh, that he wasn't going to be able to make it. And of course, my first instinct was <laughs> to run scared and cancel the show. But I said, no, uh, the show must go on because I'm an entertainer. So we have some stories tonight. Um, and we'll go through them. And I got some funny stuff for you. But I miss Angel already. But I'm also happy that because here's the thing i've been we we switched the times a couple of uh a few episodes now a few weeks in a row and i i apologize for that um one of the things that we both learned early on bill and i was that consistency was part of building um a solid foundation for a podcast and we were solid for a while and then the holidays came up i got gigs whatever but I'm going to try to do my best to put uh, to produce a show every single night with Angel at uh, six six p.m. and then um, periodically, at least twice a month, I'll be doing my after hours show on Thursday with some great guests. But in the meantime, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. It's a Thursday night. It's five p.m. and it's the first night of football. So that's the reason why. I scheduled the show this early. I want to give uh, fans and people who join us on the chat a chance to get whatever it is they have to do before the first game tonight, which is um, the Buffalo Bills against the Ravens. No, no, no. It's the Buffalo Bills against the Rams. Wow. Talk about starting the season off on a great note. This is going to be an amazing game. These are uh, two teams right now that are anybody that are locked for the playoffs. Let's put it that way. Powerhouse teams. First game of the season. What a way to start. So um, before we get into some stories here, let's uh, say hello to the people in the chat. Milwaukee Civilian, uh, you were the first one to join tonight, and you, you called it right on the nose. Uh, Lord Football awakens tonight for his long slump, from his long slumber to assume his Oh, man, I can't even say that word, Milwaukee. Autumnal throne. I know it's autumn. Would it be? Yeah, I guess it's autumnal throne. Mark and Angel, your early show acknowledges his reign. Bless you. And, uh, yeah, we definitely. I'm definitely aware of it. I'm a huge football fan. I'm a, I'm a Jets fan. And already we're starting the season off with um, our quarterback, our young quarterback on the sideline for another four weeks. So the question arises, would you rather, would you rather see him in um, or do you want him to just be 100% healthy uh, and come back? So right now it's four weeks. Let's just hope uh, that Zach Wilson um, heals up and the knee gets 100%. I've had a torn meniscus before, and it's not, it's not a comfortable thing. And if you heard it too early, like which I did, like an idiot, I felt great after the surgery and then i went back and i remember i had four four or five on my back squatting yes back in the day that's four plates on each side by the way 
Back in the day, I was a big guy, and I was squatting four plates, and I heard it pop again. And uh, I went back too early, man. I went back too early. That's how good it felt. And then I messed it up for good. So there you go. So uh, thank you for joining us, Milwaukee Civilian. Jojo Jolene. Um, she says, uh, Civilian, you hang out in the best places. So thank you both for joining us. Peter Pranzo. Hey, Mark, Angel. Um, you know, Pete, if I, if I had a bigger heads up, I would have given you a call tonight. Because, uh, But I only had literally like an hour, and I didn't want to put the pressure on you. I didn't think that would be fair. But uh, you were definitely on my mind, Peter. Uh, Little Mermaid Louisa. Um, hey, Mark, Angel. Like you said, like you can see, there's no angel. But uh, yeah, so uh, Louisa shared something. I saw on social media, and my heart goes out to you. Um, I'm not aware of the whole uh, the situation. I don't know the story, but I know that it was uh, something devastating, and today is the anniversary of that. So I just wanted to say my heart and prayers are with you and your family, Louisa, Little Mermaid. Kathy Bates and Axel, hello. Kathy Bates, hi, uh, hi Kim Alliston. Um, Legal-minded friends, Karen Cole from England. So glad you showed up. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't have... <laughs> uh, the one positive trait that I have is that I'm punctual to a fault. Um, it's something that I got from my grandfather. He was from Czechoslovakia. And I watched that man get up every single day and go to work. He never took a sick day. And, um, and I just, uh, that's the way I am. I remember I, I used to get these certificates on my desk at work. Uh, if, if you're a cop and you go, I guess it's a 12-month period, uh, 365 days without getting sick, your reward is they put a certificate on your desk. <laughs> if you have a desk, <laughs> that's I'm talking about in the squad. If not, they gave it out to you doing roll call. And uh, that was quite embarrassing, by the way. People call you an idiot right to your face. What do you mean you're not going sick? You've never gotten sick once this year? You got a three-year mark? Uh, a three-year mark, by that I mean, like, I went three years without going sick. But um, punctual to a fault. Um, uh, time is something, time management is something that it, it weighs a lot on my mind constantly, every day. I squeeze it all in, though, somehow. Let's see what else we got here in the in chat. Anybody else that I didn't bring up? I said, hi, Raquel. How are you? Um, so, yeah, so that's the deal, man. Uh, what do we have? This this past uh, week, we had um, the West Indian Day Parade. And that's a big thing in New York City. It always happens on um, what is it, uh, Labor Day weekend. And um, it starts at least on the uh probably the Saturday night before. So it's Saturday, Sunday, and the parade is Monday. But at least I'm thinking definitely, definitely, definitely the Sunday night before there's a big thing. And I think they, it even goes into Saturday. It's a long, long weekend for an NYT, uh, New York City police officer, uniformed police officer who gets assigned that detail. And one of the things that I, I see a lot of posts on social media is from retired cops um, and they... Uh, that it's that there's a lot of funny memes and stuff about uh, not having to um not having to go to to work at the West Indian Day parade. It wasn't it was the most difficult of all parades to work 
because of the long hours. You literally got there in the morning and you didn't leave until the next morning. And we're talking about, you know, just in uniform, uh, literally no break besides for your mealtime, which I remember uh, when I used to do the West Indian Day Parade, I used to go to the firehouse. And uh, for five bucks, you could jump in on dinner with them. And that's what I had to look forward to. And it was a long day. But one of the things about the West Indian Day Parade is that uh, there's a lot of people. We're talking about, they say a million people uh, come out for the West Indian Day Parade. And it's on, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the street right now. I didn't, I didn't think to think of it before. But it's a huge, huge street. And uh, the, the streets are just there's so, so many people. And as a cop, once the parade starts pumping and moving you it gets so crowded that you can't even see the next cop next to you i'm talking about a, a, there's a hundred people in front of you a hundred people in, on the side of you and each oh you're just surrounded and i always thought to myself when i was standing there and i used to get up against the, the barrier there and just hold on for dear life as they marched past us um i always thought you know right now they you know the people they really wanted to they could pick me up strip me completely naked, take all my, my uniform off and, and just leave me here. And there'll be nothing you can do. That's how many people go by. And um, luckily that never happened, but they won't strip your clothes off, but they will dance with you. And I'm sure it's happened to, it happened to me. Uh, I was fortunate enough that I didn't have to, I didn't get caught on tape dancing with one of the, um, the people involved in the parade the parade is is beautiful in its color and its scheme and the people that are this is um west indian people and, and um the 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 time and effort that they put into putting together the the outfits for the parade it takes weeks in the floats it's it's really a beautiful thing and the music is is so so loud but you'll get these beautiful women that want to dance with cops and they do it and uh, for some reason I don't know. It's frowned upon and I don't get it. This is uh, one of the they called it a raunchy dance. Uh, it's not any more raunchier than any of the dance that I did when I when I. Um, when I when I got in, when I was approached and had a dance with somebody, but here we go. So that's a cop grinding. With uh, one of the parade goers. Yeah, they're doing some grinding. That's some serious grinding right there. So um, I got to ask you, what do you think about that? You think it's excessive? You think it's too much? You think it's dirty dancing that a cop shouldn't be doing that? You're on uniform, in uniform. You're in a, at a festive event, um, and you're dancing. And the type of dancing that we view and we say, oh, they're grinding, or it seems like it's dirty in a way, that's the, every dan everybody's dancing the same exact way. It's, it's like a cultural dance. That's, they feel the music, and that's the way they dance, and they're dancing with you. And I really, for the life of me, don't understand why every single year there's another cop grinding with 
um, uh, a beautiful woman from the parade, and um, they make a big deal out of it. Like the the cops should be punished for something. For what? Imagine you're you're surrounded by a thousand people, and all of a sudden you don't want anything to do with the dancing, and oh, no, get away from me, or you're rude, or anything like that. And that's going to be frowned upon too. So God bless that cop uh, for for not only dancing, but he did a great job. He really, really got into it. And uh, for those of you who are just listening to the show, it's a young NYPD officer in uniform, and he's grinding with a beautiful um, girl in a in a festive outfit that you know. There's not much to it. It's um, it's basically like a bikini with a lot of other you know, fancy uh, lace and, and stuff around it and headwear. And I don't know. I don't know why anybody makes a big deal out of it. I think it's beautiful. What do you guys think? Let me go to the chat and see. Anybody have an opinion on this? Uh, DRG Dave, nobody can have any fun. That's the problem. It's, it builds community relations. And there's, there's people out there that don't want the cops to have a community relationships. It doesn't work in their favor. Um. Trish Norman, nah, it's awesome. The neighborhood loves it. Yes, they do. Um, and, you know, we used to, there was always a homicide at the West Indian Day Parade. It was a, also, whether it was that or the the Jorvay the night before, it was, it's uh, considered in a way a day to settle scores. So if you have a beef with somebody and they're going to be at the parade it's or, or the night before where the streets are packed, it's an easy way to to take somebody out and and not get caught. You're in. There's so many people around. You could just disappear into the crowd, and many of people. You know, it seemed annually. I didn't hear about anything this year, um, as far as a homicide. But and I remember one year they actually a one float ran over a body that was in the street, and that became a big deal. Uh, squirrel sandwich. That is what we p- all pay for. <laughs> The cop is performing well in the line of booty. Milwaukee civilian with the line of the night. That's a great one. <laughs> great line, Milwaukee civilian. The cop is performing well in the line of booty. There you go. You win the night right there. Uh, Dawn Marie, Angela, and Boss Lady. Hi, Ange. How are you? Um, legal mind. I see your, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the queen in, in a few. I got, I'm saving that for the end. Uh, positive interaction with law enforcement. Yeah, that's, that's what you call it. It makes the community connect with you. It's funny. Um, it, it's, it is, and it happens. Uh, I would imagine it happens to at least a dozen different police officers throughout the parade route, if not more. The lady that I danced with, the woman, um, she was actually in a wheelbarrow. There was a guy going down the street and he had her in a wheelbarrow and he was and she was dancing in the wheelbarrow and he was pushing it along dancing and two other women on the side. And all of a sudden he just rolls the wheelbarrow to my feet and she jumped out and she just turned around and started grinding me. And um, It was the it was the it was the best part of the Davies, and then the, the second part was the uh, the pasta that I got at the firehouse, and then the paycheck that came afterwards with like fourteen hours overtime. Whatever happened to uh, the sexy policeman calendar? 
I don't know, Trish. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I can't tell you that I had one, except for the one in my locker at home. <laughs> Jay Nuttall, hi from Leeds, UK. Hi, Jay. Thank you for joining us. Milwaukee civilian to Kelly. Uh, you are one of the regulars. I am proud to be here with you. Oh, that's so nice. You guys are uh, getting along well. Let's see what else we have for you here. So, okay. So we're okay with the, um, with the grinding. I appreciate that. Um, here's a story that caught my eye. A woman 62 charged after a stash of illegal guns, ammo found inside Queens home. The reason why it caught my eye is because I remembered that a couple of weeks ago, there was another cachet, which uh, is a pretty cool word to describe a ton of guns, a cachet. Um, the Queens DA, Melinda Katz, um, we all know our attorney, our great attorney that joins the show on a regular Joe Murray. Um <laughs> He actually went head-to-head trying to get the seat there in Queens DA. And Melinda Katz is now the DA. But so here I was thinking, all right, you know, last a couple weeks ago, she must have an undercover out there getting these guns in. And and this guy's doing great work. But it turns out that this one is actually connected to this case, which is interesting. Um, I don't know if you remember a couple months back, this man over here, uh, he was charged with killing a Chinese delivery guy because he didn't get enough duck sauce. He had a big, big problem with the duck sauce. And um, that's his, this is his wife. So he got charged, and apparently he must have told the cops that he, had, he still has guns at home. The apartment is under her name. Um, she lives there. So the warrant is good. And they, they took out, I don't know, six to eight firearms out of there. A whole bunch of rounds, probably belonging to him, but now they got the two of them, and they're both probably nuts. So uh, maybe it's good that we got them off the street there. Yeah, and remember that with the duck sauce. Let's uh, let's see what else we got for you here. Okay, so last week we had an incident in New York in the Bronx, and. Um, the cops were trying to apprehend somebody who was wanted for murder. And as you know from watching the news, if you watch the news, your local news, probably wherever you are, especially if you're in a blue city, um, nobody's going easily. Um, if you have to make an arrest in the street, even if the person puts their hands behind their back and is willing to be arrested, a crowd is going to gather and try to talk them out of it or disrupt the arrest. And this is exactly what happened in this situation. Um, And this is the outcome. This woman got pushed by the cop. Uh, They're calling it punching. I don't see a punch, but um, here we go. This is the body cam video from the, the police officer. New York City Police Department releasing this body cam video amid mounting controversy. An officer accused of punching a woman in the face in Harlem last Tuesday after she appears to take a swing at him during an arrest. The body cam video cutting out shortly after the blow, but you can hear shocked onlookers shouting at the officer. 
Police said officers were there to arrest a man for attempted murder before the altercation happened. Earlier this week, cell phone video showed the incident where the woman can be seen falling back and hitting her head on the pavement. Tamani Crum, a hairdresser, is now charged with assaulting an officer, resisting arrest, and obstruction. Her mother speaking to NBC New York outside of the police precinct. I get, like, blown away to see this happen to my daughter. You know, it's, it's so painful for a mother to see that. WNBC reporting the NYPD says at least three people who allegedly tried to interfere were also arrested. The girl's grandmother also speaking... Enough hearing from the family. What? 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 Okay, so uh, we saw the video right there, and if you didn't see the video because you're listening right now, basically, like I said, there's a, a large group of officers in front of a building in the Bronx, and they're arresting somebody who's wanted for murder. There's other people who have gathered around the way they do nowadays, trying to uh, videotape and disrupt and disturb. And for some reason, this girl comes out of nowhere and jumps right into the middle of the of these cops trying to arrest her. And she's like, I don't know, smacking somebody or trying to smack somebody. And the cop pushes her away. She smacks him and he pushes. I, I, I don't know whether it was a punch or I, I'd have to look at it a couple more times. Whatever, whatever the strike was, though, she landed because she weighs about 100 pounds. And she's going up against somebody who's over 200 pounds who's just turning around and pushing somebody away. Somebody that's smacking them. The whole thing happened so fast. He's not. Here's my point. Women weigh much lighter than men. And men don't aren't used to fighting women. And if there is a situation where you have to push a woman or restrain a woman, initially just by gut instinct you're going to use man's strength and that's exactly what happened there he pushed her just pushing get away from me and she flew she flew now thank god uh mayor adams woke up and uh he came to uh he put out a statement an interview where he said uh the police acted accordingly this was a situation where somebody was wanted for murder he also talked about staying between uh, six and eight feet away or whatever the uh, stay out of the cops space when they're doing their work. And that was nice to see him backing the police officers in that situation. Um, I remember when I was uh, a cop, I worked the, the the pride parade and when it was said and done, you know, the um, the partying still goes on now. They put us in front of the Meow Mix. That was my post in front of Meow Mix, which is a lesbian bar on 6th Avenue. I'm not sure if it's there anymore. And then, uh, you know, you're hanging out. The rest of the night, you're hanging out. It's a, it's a fun night. But this one um, woman comes out of the bar, and she's very, very upset. She's stocky. Um, she's a very, very short haircut, a wife beat around with the sleeves, you know, a cut off, like, you know, just like, uh, look like jacked. And she started right in the way. She came up to us. We we're a group of cops. And she says, if my girlfriend comes out of there with that other girl, I'm going to fuck her up. And we were like, oh, calm down, relax. Nobody's getting fucked up. And just using 
smart tactics and body language. I, you know, I worked my way around her, so now she's not talking to us in the front. She's talking behind us. And if the girl does come out, we can block her. Sure enough, two seconds later, door swings open, and that girl comes out, her girlfriend, holding hands with another girl. And this girl, the, the, the strong one, she freaked out. Arr! And we, she, you know, she did one of these, uh, you know, when you, she ran back and, and she kept screaming, I'm going to fuck her up. And we're like, calm down, calm down, calm down. And at some point she went back that way and she turned around and she just started charging at us. So, um, I did what that cop just did right there, except I was facing her. I was just like, no, stop. And I pushed her like this, stop. And I pushed her and she went flying, man. She went flying in the air. That girl who was stocky and looked so strong, uh, she went flying through the air. It was a woman, light-boned, flying through the air, landed. And I was like, holy shit. I went over. I apologized. I felt bad for this girl. She was crying over her girlfriend. So uh, I picked her up. I apologized. And that other girl, by the way, her girlfriend was such a bitch, man. She, was, she wouldn't leave. She wanted to show it to her right in her face. And I told that girl, too, I said, you better get out of here. Otherwise, I'm going to lock you up. And I told the, the one that got pushed, I said, listen, you know, tomorrow you take care of this, but tonight you got to sleep it off. You got to let it go because you don't want to be arrested for this. And um, I, I know what it's like, basically. That's my point, to to get into, involved in a situation where with a woman who's, uh, who's hell-bent on attacking. And <laughs> you don't realize how, uh, how, much, how strong we are. That's my point. Anyway, whatever. Did I make any sense? I don't know. Ruth Ann Griffin, she was told to st uh, stay back. Gay or straight, domestics are the worst. Yeah, that's true. This was a situation, man. And really, they were that other one, man, her girlfriend was being so mean, man. She kept turning back and looking back and trying to, like, you know, even get her more upset and more pissed off. So, uh, yeah, man, that's not a good look. And as far as these cops that are out there in the street, I'm happy that they arrested three people that were intervening. I think that needs to happen more often. Um, you know, even if it's coming back, you know, now you got a picture of somebody that intervened. Get them, get them later, later when they're hanging, hanging out on the corner by themselves. Don't let them go, though. You can't let them go. It's not a good president. Presidents. All right. What else do we got for you? Which one is this? Oh, nope. Video shows our muggers ambush woman in a safe Chicago neighborhood. Now, this is the crime and policing show, but I don't want this to become something where I'm pulling a video just to scare the hell out of people. You know what I'm saying? For um, for fear factor. That's not what I'm, I'm going to show you this video at all for. I'm going to show it to you so I can give you a heads up on what to look out for regarding crime. OK, no matter where you live, we're talking about this neighborhood right now in the safe neighborhood. They're talking about one of the most affluent neighborhoods in Chicago. And what I'm going to show you right now is going to be scary. OK, because this lady lives in a tree lined uh, street. Um, and she feels completely safe in her environment. She's not looking. She's not paying attention. Last week, we talked about situational awareness. This is what you have to look out for. OK. 
Hey, good morning, guys. Now, people were shocked finding out that this happened in broad daylight on Sunday. This robbery was captured on a ring video camera as well. Take a look at the video. And that woman is screaming after walking down the street when that vehicle approached her. Police say it happened just before 3 p.m. Sunday here on the 2900 block of North Nisili. Now, the 45-year-old woman was not injured in the incident, but police told us she was pushed to the ground and one of the suspects showed a gun and demanded her belongings. Neighbors were shocked finding out that this happened in their quiet Lakeview neighborhood. It makes you not reassess living here, but it does make you think about the need to be more vigilant, to be more watchful of your surroundings, you know, keep an eye out for your neighbors, keep an eye out for anything suspicious. And this has actually prompted some neighbors to want to start a neighborhood watch organization here in this neighborhood. In the meantime, police have not made an arrest in this robbery. If you have any information that could lead to an arrest, they want you to contact them immediately. For now, we're live in Lakeview. All right. So um, one of the things that I didn't notice that uh, I thought was in the video was the, the way they're doing it nowadays. They're robbing people. They're in a car up uh, about 10 20 feet in front of you uh double like basically double parking and then two to three kids will get out of the car and start walking in your direction this is an mo this is a pattern this is what they're doing right now so if you're in a situation like that where you're walking your dog or you're walking in in a certain area in a certain direction and you see a car pull over in front of you and you see three kids get out two kids get out Run. Don't think. Turn around the other way and run. Or get your phone out and start dialing 911 while you're running. They're not come they're not delivering food to you. Okay. It's uh it's an it's a pattern that's going around the country. They're doing it here in New York all the time, every day, along with the scooters, but that's another pattern. Uh the car's pulling up uh, a couple of car lengths ahead of you. And you're walking, you're probably heading the phone. You don't even see these people coming, approaching. So that's the reason why I showed it to you. Not for shock value, but just for situational awareness. Stay out of your phone when you're walking your dog. Um, also, be prepared. You know, that don't, don't wait for somebody to ask you directions. Don't trust them. Trust the hairs that jumped up on the back of your neck. Run. Milwaukee civilian. It's like the motorbike criminals in Brazil. Yeah, you know. One of the things with the motorbikes is that it kind of sort of creates a third world visual. All of a sudden, it doesn't look like this. We were used to seeing everybody who was on a motorcycle, had a license plate, had a helmet on. Nobody wears a helmet anymore. I don't know whatever happened to the helmeted law. It just disappeared. I never heard anybody saying you could, you know, you can ride without a helmet now. But now you have these scooters that go 40 miles an hour and nobody's wearing a helmet. Um, plus the the bikes. And if you got your head in your phone, man, they're going to pull up to you and just grab it from you. And whatever they can. So just be careful. That's all I'm saying. I'm trying to help. <laughs> what else do we got for you? Um, I got to see what this is. Uh, okay. That was the last one we did. This is an interesting thing <laughs> that I get a big kick out of. A DC Mayor Muriel Bowser declares emergency uh, over migrant buses from Texas and Arizona. 
You know, this guy in Texas, Abbott, uh, you know, he should that talk about brilliance. Talking about figuring out a way to put a national spotlight on the problem with the border. All those people are coming into his state and Arizona as well. And they're expected to, I don't know, how much money can you ask the federal government for? Especially if you're a red state. Um, like, you know, you think they're going to bend over backwards to give you aid for these thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people that come in on a monthly, you know, monthly, uh, quarterly basis. If they if they decide to just stay there to stay put, who's going to help these people? So they came up with a brilliant plan to bust these people to these uh, what, what are they called sanctuary cities. And uh, we've heard Mayor Adams in New York City complain about it. Um, so there's only about, I think, 50 people coming in a day. Doesn't sound like a lot. But then when you do, okay, that's uh, 250 a week. It's 500 every two years. There's 1,000 people a month. And this has been going on for two or three months right now. We're looking at five, 6,000 people just in New York alone. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot is going nuts over there. In, in, uh, she can't say enough horrible things. And to me, it's the, the height of hypocrisy because you don't live on the border. You get to uh, you, you, you don't get a chance to help fellow migrants. It's bullshit. You should welcome them with open arms. Right, Mr. and Mrs. Sanctuary City. <laughs> I'm going on a rant here. Uh, Sean and modus operandi shoot first rather than be tried by. Yeah, that's a it's a famous quote right there, Sean. Um, tried by 12 then carried by 6 uh, squirrel sandwich that number sounds low Mark that is happening in the UK although I witnessed someone on a bike being stopped a policeman for having no helmet on yeah I just saw you know what's funny about the uh, the way we consume our social media I saw a pregnant woman well she was pushing a stroller it turns out she was also pregnant and um she was approached by a 15-year-old girl who grabbed her. Uh, this is also in a, looked like a really nice neighborhood. Grabbed her by the back of the hair and pulled her down and started punching her. And the lady went down with such force that so did the stroller. Her hand was on the stroller. So now the stroller is on the floor with this baby at her, dangling out of it. And she's getting pummeled. And here I, you know, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, what? Where, where did this? And then it happened in the UK. And I couldn't believe it. Uh, it just doesn't, didn't sound, you know, we don't think about the UK like that as far as that type of violent crime. So, um, so yeah, man, it's like, uh, you know, we're consuming this, um, this social media, but be careful you look, I mean, because we have enough with the Citizens app and with the uh, Odyssey, which uh, I have, um, I have that app on my phone and all we're taking in and is crime all day. But then you got to realize, okay. It, you know, realize where the crime is coming from. When it's scattered, all we're hearing these horrible stories, but they're coming from all over the country. And now other countries, all right, don't don't get too consumed with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just take it with a grain of salt. Uh, HR 218, the best thing in the country. I don't even know what that is. What is that, Sean? Tell me what HR 218 is. Briefly, I'd love to know what that is. I got to look that up. 
Follow the grain in your own wood. I'm always late when my husband is home. Distractions. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what I get. Uh, Legal-minded. Friends, Karen Cole. In UK, one of my clients in London was on his criminal... Uh, was on his uh, motorcycle. Criminals knocked him off the bike at the red light, started beating him, then rode off in his bike and wallet. They also knew where he lives. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. These type of crimes right now are what's uh, making us a little apprehensive again. It seemed like we were past that, that we had matured as a society, that we had moved on. It turns out that we were just following the law and we were made to by cops who were doing their job and allowed to do their job. I think I saw this one already. Okay, what's this one? Portland residents with disabilities sue city over homeless tent blocking sidewalks. There are streets in the Portland there that um, have so many homeless tents that the people with handicaps can't even make it down the street. So could this be a lawsuit put together by the city itself uh, just so they're enabled to enforce the laws that and blame it on somebody else? Because you know they want to. They really want to, but they just don't want to be able to take the blame for it. They don't want to say, oh, I did it. They want to say, oh, we lost the law, so we had to do it. Okay, H.R. 218 is the law that allows Americans to carry concealed weapons. All right, great, man. See, you learn something new every day. Speaking of that, in New York City, they already put up these uh, these lights that say uh, Times Square is a gun-free zone. And once again, you talk about the height of stupidity. <laughs> You figured you'd welcome um, Governor Holcomb too. Said uh, that's our our governor here in New York. Uh, th this good guy with a gun beats bad guy with a gun is uh, not a, a valid scenario. She doesn't want that here in New York City. They don't want you defending yourself. Um, but the rule, and I talked to somebody who's much wiser than me. It's not a law, okay? By the way. As far as uh, my resource goes, um, you can be asked to leave an area that is uh, gun-free if they see you with a firearm, um, and they can refuse to serve you, okay? But you, it's, you're not breaking a law. You can't be arrested for that. You can be arrested for trespassing once they ask you to leave, but um, it's a, uh, a mandate or a suggestion no guns in this area. And obviously, who follows that freaking law except for people law-abiding citizens? And then we're going to have to create a situation where, I don't know, you guys don't remember probably, but when the memorial for the World Trade Center was put up, there was a nurse that was arrested. She had crossed past this line, and uh, she read the sign, crossed past this line, then went up to a cop and said, Oh, uh, I have a concealed carries permit. I have a firearm on me. I'm from another state. I didn't realize it, but I read the sign over there. So I just wanted to let you know. And they had to arrest her. She had no priors. Um, she was uh, a nurse in another state, clean as a whistle. Sometimes these scenarios are created and, and a sacrificial lamb is put out there willing to take the heat. Why? So we can get this case in front of a judge and then move it all the way up to the Supreme Court so we can beat it. 
And um, that's not going to happen in Times Square because it's not a law. They can't enforce it, really. They can, Like I said, they can ask you to leave. That's it. If you don't leave, they can charge you with trespassing. But um, you can try all the bullshit and the gun-free zones. Nobody Who looks at a freaking gun-free zone if you're a criminal? And it's a carrier's permit, by the way, a concealed carrier's permit. So what are we even talking about? Anyway, uh, I was off on another rant. And uh, that's my bit on guns. Let me go in the comments. How you guys doing? Sean M., when you enforce the laws that are not prosecuting and you arrest the same person for serious crimes multiple times, you were supposed to feel. Oh, uh, wow. Hi, Chick Eastwater. Glad to see you. Um, Milwaukee civilian. Rants are good. Well, you know, unfortunately, uh, for the for the powers that be in New York State, you lost in the Supreme Court that little tier that you had created so you don't give out firearms was deemed illegal. And um, there's going to be a lot more people carrying concealed weapons that, sh- that, that are, uh, have the right to do so because they're law-abiding citizens. And unfortunately, the time is, you know, we're living in a time where that, that's better than worse because, you know, we, you got to defend yourself and your family if you can. Jimmy May, Colin Kaepernick is largely responsible for the current justice system. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, speaking of Colin Kaepernick tonight, like we mentioned, is the first night of the NFL. Colin, yeah, man, he got hoodwinked by that girl, man. And, uh, she she turned him, man. <laughs> it's amazing what a beautiful woman can do to you. That guy went head over heels for her, man. Willing to give up his whole career. Uh, Kelly Work, carjacking in Toronto is insane. It's it's just amazing how this is uh, you know it's it's all over. It's not just New York City, it's 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 in it's all over the country and other countries, this lawlessness I, for no reason at all. It's manufactured. Somebody, you know, it's like letting, you know, an animal out of the cage on purpose and wondering why it's it's attacking everybody. Stop voting blue in snowflakes so the laws are not created. Squirrel Sandwich. I love that name, by the way, Squirrel Sandwich. Let's see what else we got for you here on video. Uh, hold on one second. Uh... Oh, man, this is the craziest thing you're ever going to see in your life. I'm so happy I get to show this to you. If you're not from New York and you haven't seen this, this happened, by the way, in the middle of the day on a New York City street where, you know, they say in New York City that um, you're never alone. But whoever was recording this was alone on this particular day. This is not a movie stunt, by the way. This is not. They're not filming a movie. This really, really happened. It's caught on camera on the Upper East Side. Brazen robbers deliberately crashing into an SUV to steal a bag of cash from a driver at gunpoint. And it all unfolded this afternoon. Just as the sun began to sneak behind the buildings, a black Mercedes Benz appeared to deploy a police-like pit maneuver on an SUV on the Upper East Side. Pushing it onto the sidewalk at 91st Street, 2nd Avenue, around 4.40 this afternoon. The black car then T-bones the SUV, pinning it. The passenger door flings open. Police say the man who jumps out 
had a gun and started whacking the window. He's got a gun, he's got a gun. Police say eventually robbing the 55-year-old driver, stealing a big bag of cash before darting back into the bins as the car speeds away. Just incredible. In the middle of the afternoon, somehow no one was physically. How crazy is that? For those who are just um, just listening to the show, this is take like I mentioned earlier. This is taking place in the middle of the afternoon on a weekday in New York City on the Upper East Side. And apparently these people knew each other. One one person's in a Mercedes, the next person's uh, in an SUV, a gray SUV. The gray SUV has uh, apparently has a bag of money in there, and there's a dispute over it. So the gray, gray SUV is driving straight, and the other one comes behind them, the black uh, Mercedes, and does this really cool maneuver. Like when you go to the side of the car and you hit them off the road and the the SUV swirls around and uh, tries to get out of it, but the uh, the Mercedes won't let him get out of it. And at some point, when he finally pushes the uh, SUV into the wall and the SUV can't go any further, he gets out with a gun and he takes this bag out of the car. And obviously, it's probably drug proceeds, something of the sorts. And uh, But just the fact that that would happen during the day at a New York City street in the Upper East Side just goes to show you the type of lawlessness that is, once again, it's going on here all over the country. It's insane. It's insane. It's like chaos. A Milwaukee civilian pit maneuver and pursuit intervention technique. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was definitely, definitely cool. When I first saw it, obviously, what are you thinking? They're filming a movie on the Upper East Side, especially since there wasn't that much foot traffic on that street besides for the person that was filming it. And the Upper East Side, though, in that area is, is kind of quiet during the day. Uh, Legal Minds friends Karen, uh, Karen Cole. During COVID, loads of offenders were released from prison. Any wonder why there is increasingly more criminal behavior? And no, wonder, no wonder at all, but we see, we see it. We see it daily here. Peter Pranzo, it's catchy. Once mopes realize they face no jail time, they're emboldened. <sighs> I definitely agree with you, Peter. Um, they don't care anymore. This was like uh, something right out of Grand Theft Auto. This is like from a, and I saw that in memes, uh, joking around about that GTF, uh, GTA, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, the game is where you can pull these type of maneuvers with a car, with these fancy cars. Uh, Perry, what's the cash for? I don't know. They said it was $20,000, but... I don't know, it seems like a, a, a lot to go through for 20000 but who knows? Uh, Kelly Work, look at homicide of uh, Orsoloya Gal. Her killer was, was here illegally for 21 years from Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, you know, the, uh, the killer from, uh, uh, what was her name, Erzy. The mom who was jogging, he did he did 20 years for the same exact crime. A kidnap robbery. And it's a it's it's an interesting thing. You say, okay, if you do 20 years, like and you reach the end of your sentence. Now they say he got out a couple of years shy, which is common. He did most of his uh his sentence, and then the first thing he does is is go right right back to that same type of crime. You know, we're, we're talking like how do you how do you know that could happen? 
You know, obviously it's up to the parole boards and stuff like that. But the guy did do most of his time. Most of the people that do most of their time are going to get out. There's nothing really you can do about it. And that's a shame. That's the scary part of it. Kelly work. I am overwhelmed by the violent crimes on my social media sites, not just Canada, but globally. That's the problem, Kelly. We're get we're consuming too much information. Why? Why are we like uh, having to see crime from from other states? That's not that's not that that if you consume too much of it, it's going to make you crazy. And there has to be a, a you know just take everything with a grain of salt. That's why I tell people don't get the citizens app when you need when you live in New York. All you got to do is shut up for a second and listen. You hear sirens coming, you know the, the cops. You hear a fire, a fire, an ambulance. Stay inside for a minute. What do you, what do you want the thing to tell you? Man with a gun five feet away. All right, I'm sorry. Eliza Fletcher, absolutely horrific. Such a beautiful lady, Christian lady, uh, lovely mother, teacher. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Milwaukee. I, I did that for you, Milwaukee. I said sirens. <laughs> I'm happy you noticed. Uh, what, what is the, what is this one? Let me see. Oh, this one's cool, man. Correction officer smuggled cold cuts espresso to New Jersey prisoner. His name was Tommy two times. Uh, yeah, I thought that story was funny because um, you know it's like uh, right out of Goodfellas movie. You wonder if that kind of stuff really happens, and it does. He was paying this guy $500 a month, I think it was, for this guy. To, or maybe it was a week for him to smuggle his stuff in. And somehow a, there was a note that got passed that wound up in the wrong hands. And uh, that correction officer got caught. But uh, so now this guy, Tommy, two times he's got to find a new guy. But you know what? My theory is give them whatever they want, man. I would give it. If you're in prison, man, I'd give you whatever you want. Just I wouldn't even want you to leave. Just stay there. You like espresso? You got it. How do you like your provolone? Motadella? We got you. Don't plug it in. California man's Tesla implores him not to charge vehicle. Now, how insane is this? They want you to buy these electric vehicles, but... The California's grid is um is so uh I'm trying to say, trying to find the right word here. It's so poorly run. I, I don't know why it's got so much electric they're overburdened with electricity. That's what they are. Because they're so progressive on climate change. They think like, I don't know, they, they didn't think this through. Like, I don't know whether they think the electricity or this power is going to come from. This is, the, now my, this is the craziest part of this whole. Watch this. This is the note you're receiving. Um, Converse Energy Now, to, uh, they're advising you not to turn your car on or to charge it during these hours. This is your car talking to you. Okay. Now. The reason why that's important is because that information, if the state wants to figure out if they do have a blowout on the grid and they want to figure out who was charging their vehicles during the time that we were asked you not to, you don't think your name's going to pop up? You don't think you're going to get paid a visit or a fine? Suppose you had a family emergency that you had to go somewhere. Is that what you're going to have to prove so you don't get a fine? 
so stupid, these people. Legal-minded. Uh, trust me, I'm a uh, parole officer in Canada. There were loads of crimes going on, but we kept it from the public unless the offense was a threat to the public in general. Yeah, there seems to be uh, that throughout history, we try to protect the public, uh, you know, from, from local municipalities to the top government, you know, trying to protect the public from knowledge, you know, because uh, we, I guess we think of them as sheep. Everybody's trying to manipulate the masses. Raquel, now that, now how about that? Electric vehicles by a certain time, they can't even plug them in because no electrical power. It's so, so crazy that you would buy an electric car and then not be able to drive it ex when you want because of this freaking grid. And I read an article that this may come back to bite this guy in his ass, uh, Newsom, because Gavin Newsom, because he wants to run for president. And his stupid plan and everything that he's doing over there is not working. All right, so uh, let's keep it moving. We don't have much time. Queen Elizabeth passed away today at 96 years old with the royal family by her side after a battle with health issues. Um, you know, may she rest in peace. She was a beautiful woman. Never did no harm, to, uh, as far as I know, to no one. I, I watched I watched the series, uh, The Young Queen Elizabeth with her sister and all the things they went through, and I found it fascinating. But I really, you know... I live in New York, man, and New Yorkers, we don't even care about New Jersey people, let alone English people. So I couldn't really tell you the magnitude. I know she lived forever, and this poor guy, her son, finally gets to be king. Charles ascends to the throne after the death of Queen Elizabeth. Um, may she rest in peace. Seems like a good woman and um, had a good heart. Raquel Pronto, God bless Queen Elizabeth, so sad. Kim Elliston, he had a wife and two little boys. Okay, we're that's a different story. Peter Pronto, electrical grids. Where did you go, Peter? Let me go up a little bit. Can't handle the weather extremes. More electric fields. The worst things get someday might, uh, right? But not, yeah, it's too early right now. The, 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 the technology's not there yet. And then there's these horror stories about the battery going in your car, and then the battery is worth more than your car. I read one story that the poor girl, she bought a car for 14000 and then six months later, the battery went, and the battery was 11000 You're paying twice for a car. Milwaukee civilian, police off the cuff, Mark, I want to come to New York to see a show. Did you get the email I sent? I saw an email that you gave me, and I responded to it. I wrote back to you. You got to let me know when you're coming, and I'll tell you where I'm going to be. I'll make it easy for you. Give me the weekend you're coming, and uh, I'll put myself somewhere close to you. Kim Alliston, Kelly Work, uh, watching the video of Eliza Fletcher singing. It's a little light of mine. It's so touching. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, man. For so, so many reasons. You know, wake up in the morning, and... Um, and appreciate the day, man. Count your blessings. I go through a checklist, you know. I'm healthy, as far as I know. I got a roof over my head. I got a full a refrigerator full of food. My kids are okay. And I have a job. A way to make money. What else could you ask for? And from that point on, I'm happy for the rest of the day. Justice Sotomayor visits Bronx. 
for unveiling of her statue. Uh, Justice Sotomayor, she's a Bronx native. She was uh, sworn in in 2009. She's Puerto Rican, Hispanic. And uh, if you want to see it, um, this is where you go see her bust. The statue at the Bronx Terminal Market Shopping Center near Yankee Stadium. And um, you can go check it out there. The bus, the bus was sculpted by artists Gilly and Mark Sotomayor called them two visionaries. Also, um, I got a compliment today about our um, about our new logo. You see it up here on the right-hand corner, and that was created by uh, James De Benedetto. He's a great friend of mine. He is a comedy producer. He runs the Comedy Shop as well as JJ Graphics. I uh, I remember at the last minute putting together the show tonight, and I tried getting the the JJ, uh, JJ Graphics uh, uh, business information just in case if you never needed anything uh, graphics created for you. Um, I, tr I wanted to, to share that with you, but I'll do that on the next episode. And uh, so, yeah, thank you, JJ. JJ, James. Thank you, James. Uh, let me see if the, what else video we got for you before we go. Um, nah. That's it, folks. That is it. We're at the end of the show. And you know what? Once again, I couldn't have done it without you, to be honest with you. Because uh, when Angel called me up and or texted me and said he wasn't going to make it, obviously my heart started pounding. And uh, I'm like, well, I'm going to have to do this alone. I don't know why it scares me so much. But I like having somebody to bounce off of. It, it, may, it definitely makes it easier. But I'm realizing more and more that I can just bounce off the people in the chat, the people that are kind enough to, to spend the time with me uh, for the show. And just so you know, I really, really appreciate all of you. Chick Eastwater, the disposing of lithium is horrible for the environment. It's an interesting thing you bring up. Um, the stuff that's needed to create these batteries um, can only be found in uh, it's 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 a uh, it's a resource. You know what I'm saying? In these certain countries and. Um, it's ironic that they probably use slave labor to get these, uh, whatever it is, to create these batteries and stuff like that out. Um, and it's just the technology is not there yet. And rather than be patient, let it build. We're creating this, this thing like the world's going to end. And the reason why we do that is because every single generation thinks that the world's not going to be able to live without them. They're going to be able to live without us, folks. We're not that freaking special. And the earth, by the way, will be fine. We might not survive, but this idea that we're protecting the earth, we're not protecting the earth. We're protecting ourselves. It's a rock. It's going to figure out how to survive. We're the ones that got to figure out how to survive on this rock. And on that note, uh, let me just say goodbye to everybody. Uh, start off with a Milwaukee civilian. Uh, they should cover her bust with a rope. <laughs> Thank you for that. Raquel Pranzo, yes, definitely very classy. Kim Alliston, Mark, uh, very true. Count your blessings. Funny, I read that today, and now you're confirming the truth. Um, I'll end on this little quick story. I was doing my meditation, and I do guided meditation. 
And the one I was listening to yesterday was telling me about um uh, it was it was about uh for me to find peace within yourself. And uh, the the teacher who was guiding us through the med- me through the meditation said and one of his things he was like I want you to find a calm place. Think of a place where you were very calm. Where you were at ease. And I thought to myself, the first thought that came to my head was me me in the back of a police van with eight other cops on our way to some type of civil unrest and riot. And you could hear the over the radio, you could hear the not screams, but just a lot of noise. It sounds really chaotic. You know? Cops calling for other cops. It's the calmest I've ever been because you look around, you know, Every single person on his in his van's got my back, and I got theirs. It's a comic feeling. So I'll leave you with that, man. For all the people that tuned in tonight, Raquel Pranza, Kelly Work, um, Peter Pranzo, Ruth Ann Griffin, Jimmy May, Quirrell Sandwich, Chick Eastwater, Kim Alliston, Peter Pranzo, Milwaukee Civilian. I said it again, JoJo. Uh, who else we got here? Little Mermaid, Louisa. Legal-minded, Friends, Karen Cole. Uh, let me see. I think I got everybody. Oh, I see. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Um, this was a pleasure and honor to get a chance to talk to you guys. I hope you enjoy the episode. And uh, enjoy tonight's uh, first football game of the 2020, uh, 2022 season. Let's go Jets. Have fun, everybody. Love you. Bye.